Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Thank you, Jesus. We continue to learn about the love of God together. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word. We love your word. We want to know your truth, and we realize, Lord, that your people shall be destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. So we want to have more knowledge of the word, and we need the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to practice your word and to be doers of your word, Father. We pray, Father, that today the Holy Spirit will anoint all of us, and you will be the teacher, Lord, to educate us, to give us lights, and we can understand what heaven has for us in this generation, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Today, I would like to teach the law of Christ, or the commandment of the Lord Jesus Christ regarding loving one another. The Lord wants all of us to experience His love. The Christian life is a life of faith. We walk by faith. But it's not enough just to say, I have faith. We need to experience God's goodness and God's love. That's why he said in the Bible, come, test and see that the Lord is good. We need to experience the love of God. And not only that, we can experience the love of God. He wants to teach us how to love him and how to love one another. Love is the most important thing in the local church. He wants to teach us so many things. In our church, we want to teach you by the Holy Spirit how to walk by faith and how to be led by the Holy Spirit. You cannot separate these three things from one another. The walk of love, the walk of faith, and the walk of being led by the Holy Spirit. If you are led by the Spirit of God, you shall walk by faith and you shall walk in love. So God wants us to be people of faith, people of love, and people of the Spirit of the living God. He said in the Bible, all things are possible to those who believe. So it's important to learn about faith. And many people misunderstand faith. They think that if they just believe what the Bible says, they will get whatever they want. Look at what the Bible says in Mark chapter 11, verse 23. For actually I say to you, whoever... He doesn't say pastors or preacher or evangelist. He says whoever, I mean any Christian, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believe, believe in the heart here, that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. This is a profound statement of Jesus Christ. In order to walk by faith, we need to believe in our heart. And not just believe, we have to say it. A lot of people think, oh, I just believe in my heart and say whatever I want. No, no, no. You believe in your heart what God's word says and what the Holy Spirit says. And after you find out what God's word says and what the Holy Spirit says, there are two kinds of word of God. Rema, the word from the Holy Spirit. And local, the word in the Bible. 
So when you know exactly what the Holy Spirit speak to you for the particular situation, and you know what the Word of God say, you speak it. You keep speaking. You keep standing on it until it will come to pass. It may not happen overnight. It may not happen in two days. But you keep standing in faith. Keep speaking. As you believe what He say in your heart, and you speak it and stand on it, you are giving the regal right to God to do what He says in the Word and by His Spirit. Everyone say legal rights. We need to give regal rights to God by believing and speaking. In order to be able to minister love or give love to people, definitely we need to have love inside us, in our heart. We cannot give what we don't have. Therefore, I want to encourage all of you to allow God to love you, to let God show His love to you either directly from Him or through other people around you. You should not reject the love of God. If you can walk the way God walk in love, we will be the best husband, the best wife, the best father, mother, son, and daughters, employees, and employers, because God wants us to walk in love. We need to allow God to love us and come to our life, show love to us in a different way. Amen. Everyone say, "I allow." God to love me, to show His love to me. Don't insult God. Don't say this kind of word of doubt. Oh, God say in the Bible He loved me, but I don't believe it. I think He lies. So when you say that He lies, you are insulting God. We need to be the Christian who always agree with God say. If God say I love you. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. He loves us so much. His mercy is unnews every morning, and we say, "Yes and Amen." We agree with you. That is how we walk the Christian life. We always agree with what God say, and then we say from our mouth, "Yes, God loves me," and you will begin to experience the love of God. If God say, "I shall supply all of my needs," you say, "Yes and Amen." I agree, and I confess with my mouth. When God say you become the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus, yes and amen. I agree with what God say. I'm righteous by the righteousness of God. We need to come to the conclusion, determine. We need to purpose in our heart that God is always right, and we can agree with everything He say. Whatever He say. Yes and Amen. Period. No excuse. No argument. We agree with everything He says in the Bible. Amen. That's how we should walk with God. And God say He want to give us a lot of love so that we can love other people. John chapter thirteen, thirty-four to thirty-five. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. According to what Jesus said here, the greatest witness for Christ that we can do is to love one another. Jesus was talking to the disciples. 
How many people are Jesus' disciple here? He's talking to you today too. Who is he talking about? He's talking about fellow believers, fellow Christians. Yes, we should care for the lost. Yes, we should show love to the unsaved. Yes, we should show mercy and grace to people who don't know Jesus. But this scripture, the emphasis is about loving one another among the believers. They don't need to be in the same church. They don't need to be in the same care group. They don't need to be in the same denomination. There are no denominations in heaven. So everyone who is born again, they are our brothers and sisters. And we should love them, even though you and they may not agree with one another concerning some doctrinal points. They may believe in speaking tongue, and some of them may not believe in speaking tongue, but we still need to love one another. By the way, the Apostle Paul, who have gone to the third heaven, you know there are three heavens. The first heaven is in the atmosphere. The second heaven is in the universe. And the third heaven is where God's throne is. That is a real heaven. Paul was taken by God to the third heaven, and he was one of the most powerful apostles in his generation. Paul say in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he say, we all know in part. In other words, you and I know just part of the Bible. No one knows everything. Therefore, if we don't know some part, it means we may be wrong in certain conclusions of our doctrine. I started Christianity as evangelical Christian in the evangelical church, and I became a Southern Baptist. Then I joined the charismatic church. Each year go by, I can see that God pulled out some of the wrong things in my mind, and He gave me more understanding of the new things. And every single year, He adjusted me because I know in part. So you need to take off the part that I misunderstand the wrong conclusions. Then I understand more of God. As years go by, we know more and more and more. But no one can claim that he is no denomination, no church, no ministry can claim that they are perfectly doctrinally correct about everything. I make mistake. I may something make, say something wrong this year. May, I may misunderstand the Bible, but five years from now, I may understand more and I come back and say, sorry, I need to change because what I understand may be wrong. So we all know in part, but if we know exactly that God showed us from the Holy Spirit in the Bible, we're going to stand in our conviction and we will not be compromised. But at the same time, we will not look down on other people and judge them or compare ourselves with anybody. God gives Christians different level of lights and different level of reparation. Even though we may have different understanding of the doctrines, but it doesn't mean that we should not love one another. Everyone say, I will love my brothers and sisters. Some of you may like a football team. And another group of people like another football team. It doesn't mean that you can have to fight in the church, that I like this football team, and another group like another football team. No, you still love one another. Some of you may be driving Chevy, and some of you may be driving Ford, and you can sit down and debate which car is better, Chevy or Ford. But after you finish debating, 
you stand up, smile, hug each other, and you still love one another. We all may like different things. Some of you may like hymns. Some of us like revival song. But we still love one another. Loving each other is a huge part of our witness to the world. We should love one another. The Bible say, as Jesus loved us. In other words, we should love one another the way that Jesus loved us. We are not using the world standard of how to love one another. Our love for one another should be the same way Jesus loved us. He is a standard. How did he love us? Jesus loved us. His love for us is not based on our performance. He loved us even though we were his enemies. He died for us before we came to know him. He see us intrinsically. He sees inside the value of our life is in inside here. He did not look at our skin color. He did not look at our hairstyle, the clothes we wear, our education. No matter who you are, he loved you unconditionally and he paid the price for all of us and he bought, he paid and bought the blessing for all of us. Therefore, if we're going to love one another, we should love one another without conditions. We should love each other the same way Jesus loved us. Jesus said he loved us so much that he was willing to lay down his life for all of us. Therefore, we ought to lay down our life for one another. Everyone say, I lay down my life. You don't like this word, I know that. It's difficult to do. Love builds up. Love does no harm. Love will not cause any downfall of anybody. And love is the fulfilling of the law. If you can walk in love, you fulfill the whole Bible. Amen? You love even though no one loved you. You still love them. It's unconditional love. Love will not hurt anybody. Love will not say anything to make people lose reputation. If you realize that you are ignorantly used by the devil to hurt somebody in the church or in the body of Christ, you should feel bad about it, repent as soon as possible, and stop letting him use you to hurt and to harm anybody. We should repent as soon as possible. The devil is very cunning. He would do everything to use our mouth, our hands, our mind, our money, our time to hurt brothers and sisters. He loves to set up something. I say this in the, all the time in the church. Somebody talk to somebody. A brother talk to a, another brother. After they talk, the conversation is one way. That brother could talk to the third brother, but did not give the whole information. The third brother misunderstand the first brother and start not to look at each other's eyes. Because the devil set up something for the brother and sister to hate one another and to quarrel and fight with one another. Be careful. He's going to drop into your mind the wrong idea. He's going to try to use your mouth to say something bad out of your mouth to hurt people. Therefore, this is the key. Don't say everything in your mind. Everyone point to your head. I will not say everything that is in my mind. You cannot stop the bird to poop on your head. The bird can poop on your head. You cannot stop it. 
The devil can talk to you some negative thing, but you can stop pulling that poop out of your head and throw to somebody. Amen. So be careful. Even though you may have negative thinking in your mind, it doesn't mean that you have to email out and complain and say something. It doesn't mean that you have to say it to hurt people feeling. You need to always think that how can I build love, build people up? I will not tear people down because love always builds up, edifies, and gives. Everyone say love gives, love serves. Second Corinthians chapter twelve verse fifteen. This is what the apostle Paul said. Second Corinthians twelve fifteen, and I will. Very gladly, everyone say gladly. He did not say grudgingly or unwillingly. He said gladly spend and be spent for your souls. Though the more abundantly I loved you, the less I am loved. The Bible say clearly that Paul loved the brother and sister so much that he's willing to give. He willing to spend and be spent, even though they don't love him, even though they may not like him. He is willing to love. He willing to do good to people who hurt him, who may misunderstand him. Is that true Christianity? That is true Christianity. Look at what Jesus say. Very powerful scripture. Matthew five forty three to forty eight. You have heard the law that says, "Love your neighbor and hate your enemy." But I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. There are true children and false children. I want to be true children. I want to be true Christians. What is a sign of true Christian? Not quoting the Bible. Not memorizing the Bible, not preaching so powerfully, not to wear the cross on the neck, but those who love even those who hurt us, hurt them. For He gives His sunlight to both the evil and the good, and He sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, and What reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect. Perfect means to walk in love, like God. Even as your Father in heaven is perfect, God wants us to love even somebody. Who does not love us? Who hurt us? He wants us to do good to people who make us feel bad, and we don't do it grudgingly, religiously. Yes, I have to do good to you because God commands me to do good to you. No, no, no. We should do it gladly. Amen. Gladly spend. And be spent. Why you have to do that way? It's important because you can give and show love. I mean, you can give, you can do good to people out of duties, 
and out of the wrong motive. The Bible warns us clearly that everything we do, listen carefully, everything we do, we should do out of love. Otherwise, it profits nothing. Otherwise, it's in vain. Otherwise, you get no rewards in heaven. First Corinthians thirteen three say, "If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrifice my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. If we give money, we even die for people, but we do just to show off." To prove that we are such a spiritual person, we don't do it out of love. It profits nothing. Amen. Everyone say willingly, gladly. If you walk in love, you give people willingly. You serve people gladly, joyfully. You shall be blessed. You never outgive God anyway. When you give, God will give you back. You'll reap what you sow. Amen. Give the blessing to people. Bless people around you. Serve people. Love the brothers and sisters. Don't look at them as another group of people. I want to encourage in our church. You know, sometimes God may bring in a new person into your team to do something together with you. Maybe uh, this person work in another ministry to support you, but he is a new member in our church. How do you respond? Oh, my group. Your group, I don't like you. I don't like the way you talk. I don't like the way you move. Stay away from me. That is not true, children of God. We should welcome. We should love them. Do good to them. New people in the church that may have the different personality, different way of doing things. Thank God that God brought them to the church. We should love them and bless them. Do good to them. Amen. We should have that heart all the time, loving, welcoming, recruiting, and and loving people. Joy in, hey, let's serve God together. Let's be the same team together. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to say one truth. Many times, you need listen carefully. You need to realize that you need to give more than the receiver need to receive. Listen one more time. You need to sow the seed of love, give more than the receiver need to receive from you, because you are sowing for the future. Some of you need a job, and you think that I'm poor. I'm going to keep everything with me. That's a wrong idea. If you begin to show love and give, you need it. You need to give. So that the job will come. A lot of people quote Philippians four twenty or nineteen four nineteen, and God shall supply all of my needs according to His riches in glory through Christ Jesus. And do you know that the scripture before Philippians four nineteen is about showing love and giving to one another, sowing seed, sowing seed. Amen. Let me say another thing. This is a little bit deep teaching. Everyone say, I need to give. More than the receiver need to receive. Number two, when you show love and you give, don't put your eyes on people, but only on God. You give because God tell you to do, 
and because you love him and you want to obey him. Don't give with this attitude. Oh, I need to give money to this church because the leaders need money. Then you put your eyes on people. The best thing to do because we have limited time, limited energy, limited talent, limited amount of money. The best thing to do is to ask God, Holy Spirit, lead me where to give. Who should I give? And when God say that, you obey and do it, even though the receiver does not deserve it. And one of the reasons the receiver may not deserve it in your own eyes, because people who walk by faith will never beg anybody, will never show sign of manipulation to get money out of you, because they believe that God is the provider. People who walk in faith, they still smile, say, "God love me. God will provide for me." They will not come around and manipulate you with tear, with words, and try to get people to pull out their wallet to give you money. That is not the work of the Holy Spirit. That is manipulation. And if you walk in manipulation, you're not walking in faith. If you walk in faith, God will provide for you. When I go to Thailand, I never beg money from anybody. And God provide me everything: the workers, the money, the places, the team, everything. God just keep giving to me. I never ask. I never say anything. I never. I never. I even shut down my Facebook so that I will never use my Facebook to manipulate anybody. Oh, I need this. I have a big ministry. I'm talking about Thailand, okay? Because I don't want to. Use my own agenda to tell people what I need. Then people may think that I don't need anything, but in fact I need it too. But I don't act like I want to beg from them, because a man of faith will not beg anybody, will not manipulate anybody to give. They just trust God, and if you trust God, you bring your your need to God. God will begin to work in the heart of people Himself. And somebody may respond. Somebody may not respond. If the person doesn't respond, that's okay. He moves to the next person. He's gonna keep working on people until somebody will come and show love to you and give to you. But please walk by faith and don't use human way to manipulate people to give. If God can use ravens to feed Elijah, look at First King chapter 17 verses one to four. And Elijah, the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, "As the Lord God of Israel live, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, except at my word." Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, "Get away from here and turn eastward, and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan, and it will be that you shall drink from the brook." God. Is providing and feeding Elijah, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Can God move to provide for us? Yes. Should we manipulate? Should we use tear to make people feel bad to pull out the wallet to give? That is not love. Amen. We depend on God. We don't depend on man. Paul say, "I will very gladly spend and be spent for your souls. Though the more abundantly I loved you, the less I am loved." Let me read from NIV. 
I so I will gla- very gladly spend for you everything I have, and expend myself as well. If I loved you more, will you love me less? In NLT, New Living Translation, I will gladly spend myself and all I have for you, even though it seems that the more I loved you, the less you love me. Paul tried to tell us, teach us about how to walk in love, about giving. He said that his giving or his love is not based on what the Corinthian Christians can do for him. When you walk in the love of God, you don't depend on what other people can do for you. But you give out of love. You lay down your life for other people because you love them, love them unconditionally. Why so many divorces happen in our society? Because they don't know the love of God. Have you ever heard people say, I love you so much. You're so beautiful. I need you. I need you. When people say, I love you, you are beautiful, I need you. What it means? Self-love. I love you as long as you make me feel good. As long as you look beautiful. But one day when you get older and you start to have wrinkle on your face, this is a, a request of all, many of my lady patients. When I have to operate on their neck, I walk in before surgery to sign the consent. The lady patient, many of them say, can you add one more thing? Can you make a face tuck for me? When you cut on my skin or the neck, just, just pull a little bit more so that I will not have wrinkle on my face. And I just smile. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know how to do the face tucking and Otherwise, I would do it for free. (laughs) You will not know the real love until you know the love of God. The love of God say, I will do this to you even though you don't love me. I will do this to you even though you do nothing for me. I will do this for you. I will give you even though you don't even like me. Even though I don't even feel like doing it. Because you hurt me so much. You slap on my face. And if you hurt inside me, my flesh cry out and want to slap you back. But I can smile. And still love you. And still give to you. Amen? If all the husband and wife can love each other that way, there will be less divorce in America. Amen? When you walk in divine love, you will not seek the enjoyment of what other people can do for you. When you love them with the love of God, you will show love even though you don't feel like loving them. It's not about feeling. It's the decision. You will do good to them even though they do wrong to you. You're willing to spend and be spent for them. I know after you learn this teaching, you say, it's impossible to do this. Pastor Lau, could you move to the next subject right now? (laughs) Next week, teach about something else, please. Don't teach about the love of God anymore. It's so painful to hear all this thing. I know we cannot do it by our own strength. We need the Holy Spirit. Can I read scripture for a few minutes? I want to show you that 
this theme of the love of God, how Jesus loves us, is all over the Bible. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, means selfishness. But through love, serve one another. Everyone say, through love, serve one another. He make us free so that we will not use the freedom to please our flesh, to take advantage of people, but to serve one another. Galatians 5.14 For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Romans chapter 15 verse 1 We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. We live a life not to please our flesh, but to love and to give and to understand and bear with the weak. Romans 12.10 Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. In other words, we give preferential treatment. We treat other people better than us. 1 Corinthians 9.19 For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. Paul said, even though I'm free by the blood of Jesus, by the gospel, but I make myself servant of all. I'm going to serve my time. I use my time. I give my time, my energy, my money to bless other people because I want to walk in love. First Corinthians 10, 33. Just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many that they may be saved. Not thinking about our own benefit, but the benefit of others. First Corinthians 10, 24. Let no one seek his own. We need to lay down our life for one another. Don't think about your own. But each one, the other's well-being. Wow, if the Christian church act like this, everybody think about what can I bless you? What can I do for you? Not about me, not about my profit and benefit, but I want to bless my brother and sister. I want to help them well-being. What can happen? We live a life that look out for other people's benefit. We live a life that take care of one another, prefer one another, and serving one another. 2 Corinthians 5.15 And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Everyone say, I will not live for myself. I lay down my life for God and for my brothers and sisters. Philippians 2, 2-4 Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Walking in love means we build other people up. We esteem other people better than ourselves. It doesn't mean that they are better than you. But you treat them just like they are better than you. Bless people. Think about other people's well-being. It's not about me. 
It's about other people. If you can live like that, believe me, God gonna bless you tremendously. God gonna drop all the blessing into your hand, anointing. I cry out to God every day. God, one more thing I like to have in my life is to have the anointing of healing. I'm so mad every time I see people get sick. I hate to see people get sick. I hate to see people die of cancer. Just last week, one nurse in the hospital told me that her cousin in another state just died of cancer at 36 years old. Young woman. When I heard that, my holy anger just rise up. Then another patient show up in my office and say, in the past five years, five of my relatives died. My daughter, my brother-in-law, blah, blah, I don't I remember who they are. Five people died. And when I heard that, oh, holy anger. And I say, God, give me the gift of healing, please. Not for myself. So that I can go to the world, go to Massachusetts. Thailand, Germany, Japan, come to this church to see people get healed, get touched, get delivered. It's not about me that I have to give a healing. It's about people will be set free and healed and delivered. If you have that heart, it's about other people's well-being. God is going to pour out money into you, wisdom, grace, blessing, gift, Because it's not about you, but it's about them. Should we live that way? Walking in love. Everyone say, it's not about me. It's about my brothers and sisters. Anoint me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. Give me more grace. Give me more anointing. More gifts. More finances. More wisdom. So that I can walk in love, loving others, serving others, giving to others. Thank you, Lord. Fill me with your grace. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give hand to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you don't know Jesus Christ, I'd like to encourage you to receive Jesus into your heart. Jesus said that I'm knocking at the door. If you hear that knocking sound and open the door, I will come in and I will die with you. I will eat dinner with you and you with me. If you want to do that, I'd like to encourage you to pray and speak to God. Confess with your mouth that you Believe in Jesus and receive Jesus into your heart. Why don't you pray with me? Bow your head and speak to God with me. Father in heaven, I want to come home. You are my father. You created me. You sent your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross, to pay for my sin, to buy my blessing. Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth right now that you are my Lord, my Savior. You were raised from the dead on the third day. Jesus, my living God, 
my Savior. Come into my life right now. I want to walk with you. I want to be your disciple. I want to walk in love like you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's give the hand of praises to the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. How many people promise that you will be the doer of the word? How many people believe that the Holy Spirit will constrain you from doing wrong thing, and He will empower you to love and to give? How many people believe the Holy Spirit can help you? Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I live.